next verse, please. Thirty-five. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Hallelujah. And it's the same. See, I want us to be on this journey. It's a total walkthrough. It's a change in perspective. He's telling them now that you say that it will take another four months for the harvest to happen. Harvest will come in four months. So I want to ask you guys, how is he transitioning so quickly? Don't you see this conversation just going from one level to another? Like, where comes the harvest discussion? Like, what were we talking about, Lord? Now you're talking about harvest and crops and wheat and corn? Like, we were just talking about worshiping the Lord in spirit and truth. And this woman went to evangelize and we were just offering you food right now. And you said that the food you eat, they do not know of it. And now you've transitioned to talking about harvest. What kind of harvest is he talking about? Because at the time he was having this conversation with them, in the natural sense, harvest was in four months time. It wasn't four months time. So he's telling them that naturally, physically, according to the patterns of operations, according to the way the world works, according to the law of seed time and harvest time, harvest time is slated for informant's time. That is how it's always been from when any of them were born. It's a cycle of life. So is he about what we say or it's about what is? We are so rooted in the things of this world, the cycles of things in this world, that it becomes our everything. We are not prepared to get into a shift. But again, I want to ask you, how do you get into a shift when you know that if I'm planting my crops, in a certain month, I should count a number of months, maybe seven months later, I should harvest it. It's been like that. My forefathers planted at a certain time and harvested at a certain time. It's the pattern we know. So Jesus, what are you introducing now? So what Jesus is saying that even that thing that you're so used to, that is so set in stone, can be changed if only you can raise your eyes, look up. Yeah, what did that scripture say again, Sally? Read it again, please. 35. Do you not say four months more and then the harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Thank you. Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Open your eyes, see beyond the physical. See into the spirit realm that you don't have to wait for four months' time. The harvest is ripe already. New King James Version says, raise your eyes. Raise your eyes like look to a heavenly perspective. Look above the here and now. Look beyond what you have always seen as your normal. The harvest is ripe. It is not the natural harvest. God wants to bring about a people 
who will engage God in spirit and in truth, and it will change their outlook on what harvest is. Change their outlook on life and the expectations because whatever your eyes are fixed on, that becomes your reality. That becomes your expectation. Whatever your eyes hook onto, that is what consumes your mind. And that becomes reality. Like we've had so many sessions with each one of us that I'm sure you remember how one of us shared that their ex said exactly the year he was going to die because his mother died at that same age. And when he became that age, he actually died on that day. That is to say that if you fix your eyes and you begin to look towards something, it will consume your world and it becomes your reality. Mm. And so Jesus is saying, you have walked in this pattern, this cyclic harvest time and seed time way of operating that. You think it's in four months time that you're going to harvest food to eat. Remember, Jesus was talking about a food that he eats. That is that spiritual connection with God that overflows from him into another person's life and transforms them into a fully functional spirit beings that knows their God. And scripture says that he that is joined with the Father is one spirit with the Father. So when you're eating physical food and you're seeing that that physical food is satisfying you here on earth, I am contrasting that physical food with the supernatural food I am eating by releasing the Holy Spirit into lives, people who will drink of this living water and not thirst anymore, people who will be found of the Father who is spirit because they are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. When you begin to operate in spirit like I am, you will find that that transformed life satisfies you. And then you won't be looking at your food showing up in four months time because you'll be looking into the spirit now and you will see that there's food everywhere. That these people that are coming to hear the word of God, these people that are coming to receive of me is the food that actually satisfies. Harvest is now. If you will position your heart right, so I want us to see this with the spirit-heart connection. If you position your heart right, to not look at physical structures and locations and placing God in a certain box and operating with him in a certain way, if you will just come a little bit higher because he loves you so much and he's always wanted that intimacy he had with Adam in the garden before Adam got busy. And he could not find Adam anymore. And he's like, Adam, where are you? Adam was caught up eating of a fruit that he wasn't supposed to eat. When you're so caught up in the physical, you can't be seen in the spiritual realm of God anymore. Because that's all you know. So Jesus is opening us up to see that there is great satisfaction in worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. To see that what actually satisfies is souls and people drawing to God, wanting to receive of Jesus. This is actually supernatural nourishment. 
This is nourishment indeed. And so are we going to wait four months to get this form of nourishment? To do God's will? To worship the Father in spirit and in truth? And to cause such a mighty move of God? Are we going to wait and begin to see the patterns of the world? Oh, Wigglesworth did it this way. Catherine Coleman did it this way. Azusa happened in this way. The Spirit of God is speaking expressly to us. God is not walking in cycles or patterns where you can begin to dictate that he's in this location. He's in that location. He should be met a certain way. Expect him in this way. No. There is a mighty river that flows from Emmanuel and is pouring out to you right now. And as many as will receive this overflow, they will begin to function in it fully. When they function in this supernatural overflow, they will not be caught up in the cyclic patterns of this world. They will begin to look into the supernatural and see the harvest is right now. Regardless of what is happening around us, regardless of the news we receive through the media, regardless of the things that we are facing daily, if we begin to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth and begin to ask him for this living water and not thirst anymore, we will begin to see a mighty harvest because the field is ripe right now and the spirit of God is ready to flow through on each one of us in a measure that we have never seen before. We have never encountered it before. It is new. It is living. It is existing. It doesn't go back to old patterns. It doesn't research old patterns. It is not engineered by man. It is from the kingdom realm of God. And only those who seek him in spirit and in truth will be found by the Father for this overflow to happen. Will you open your eyes? Will you raise your eyes? Look beyond the earthly perspective. Allow the supernatural perspective of God become your reality. Will you choose to change what satisfies you? Your source of sustenance, will you choose to change it? So you're not caught up in your bloodline or genealogy issues. You're not caught up in the patterns you were raised in. Will you raise your eyes and see that right now the harvest is ready? That is your food. That is your sustenance. Just as it was for Jesus, it is for you. He chose to come in flesh to give us a pattern of how flesh was before Adam fell. He had dominion. He had supernatural insight. He had communion with God, who is spirit. Because he's made in the image of God, he is spirit. God is not flesh. He doesn't have my nose. He doesn't have my eyes. Those came from my parents' chromosomes. 23 here, 23 here, merging together. Yes, pick my mama's ears, pick my papa's nose. Those are our earthly stuff. My spirit is as God, who is spirit. God is spirit. He seeks worshipers who will worship him in that spirit nature, in that spirit realm, and in truth. Not in the physical, in the spiritual realm. But then how does that happen? 
Jesus Christ has sent everyone away and he's at the well with you. And he offers you living water. Will you drink it? Will you go ahead and tell others who you have encountered? Amen. Will you draw them to the source of your transformation? Will you welcome the new, the fresh, the never seen before, the never expected before, that which has not occurred in the heart of any man, that which eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, that which he lays in store for those who love him, which you are. Are you ready? Because the harvest is ripe. It starts with your heart. It starts with a willingness. And that's why the scripture, this entire chapter, tries to link this together. It links the heart connection with the harvest, the coming harvest. And that tells me that God is positioning people who will walk with him in the spirit, who will not be caught up in the mundane things that they have engaged or they are alive, who will pull away from structures. As long as we are still tethered to these earthly things, we will never encounter God in the spirit. We will never see in the spirit. We will never have our eyes opened. We will never be able to raise our eyes up to see from his perspective. Because from where he sees, the harvest is not in four months' time. The harvest is right now. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray right now that every entanglement with this earthly realm, that we can make projections in the earth. We can make projections and place timelines on things because we're used to seeing them happen a certain way. And we have allowed ourselves to be programmed to think a certain way, to expect certain things. And so we're getting the result of the things we have been programmed to expect. Father, in the name of Jesus, we choose to break free from this programming so that we do not expect the things that are coming to us in four months' time, in many years' time, in two weeks' time. We reject that in the mighty name of Jesus. We position ourselves with you, our God. We raise our eyes up. We look to you. We choose your perspective. What are you showing us out of your kingdom realm? What are you about to release on the earth? When do you say it's harvest? We say that we will believe you. We will change our mindsets, our programming. We allow you to determine who we are. And we allow you to determine where our sustenance comes from. We allow you to determine all the opportunities we have to introduce you to people, to see miracles happen for people, to see breakthroughs happen for people, to see lives changed and lives delivered. We see this harvest as you see it, God. Because we know that whatever our eyes are looking to becomes our reality. It begins to manifest because we set our sights on it. And Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, as a group, we choose to dissociate from every programming of the earth. We refuse to be held down by the lies of the enemy because things have been a certain way. Today, we begin to look into your eyes, Father. We choose to worship you in spirit and in truth. And we say, Lord, that when you begin to look for those worshipers that worship you in spirit and truth and begin to see the way you see, whose eyes are opened, you will find that in each one of us, Lord. You will find that. And as a result, we will see a mighty harvest. Because harvest is now. 
We walk according to your timeline. We see as you see. You are our prototype. We do not look to any man's standard. We do not look to any system standard. We look to you. So, Father, let that shift begin to happen right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we receive you with all that you bring to us, Jesus. We receive your word as truth. It is the ultimate. We receive your guidance as truth. It is the ultimate. We receive your revelation as truth. It is the ultimate. We decree that it is relevant to us today. Because the Father seeks us today. And we avail ourselves in the mighty name of Jesus. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the, <laughs> the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us, into heaven he seated us in heavenly places with God so right now we are in that seated position <laughs> it is just an endless life of growing our spirit man so I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning it was all about a spiritual interaction so he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently what stopped that what took us away from that this is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit 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 so i want you right now i want to encourage you go for it go grab your copy please grab your copy tell me about it tell me what the lord is already doing in your life tell me what the lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for i encourage you to give the gift of the spirit